Welcome to episode 18 of Our Weird Life. My name is Jodie. My name is Jack. And yeah, thank you for joining us today. We are a English couple that live in Japan that are in our late 20s. That are in our late 20s. That's wrong. How <laughs> do you say that, that sentence? That are, that are in their late 20s? I don't know. We're in our late 20s. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was talking about us in the third person. Okay. It's kind of weird talking about yourself in the third person. But then I said we are. We are an English couple who live in Japan. I should have said that, live in Japan. Yeah. You could just say in their late 20s. I don't know. You wouldn't think I taught English. Well, I don't really. I just fumble my way through it. Hey, English is hard. I would not want to be learning English as a second language. It's tough. You know, sometimes you get asked questions about why is this a certain way. Mm. Like earlier on, one of our friends said... What's the difference between I will and um, I'm going to? Yeah. Uh, you know, immediately you, your brain goes into a bit of a meltdown because you're like, well, it kind of depends on the situation and the context. And there's all these little tiny mm. things which change the way in which we interact with each other. But how do you, like if if English isn't your uh, first language, Yeah, that's hard to get your head around, isn't it? So I want to ask you this, like, do you think English is one of the most, like, the hardest language to learn? I would say, without doubt. I think we have some of the most confusing, you know, mm. pieces of, like, grammar and spellings and rules of, of, of uh, any language that I've come across. Can I tell you why you're wrong Go on. in saying that? Go on. Because English is only the hardest language to learn if you don't speak a similar language. Or like something. You speak an Asian language, you mean? Yeah, so like, yeah, exactly that. Or like the further away your language is from the one you're trying to learn, the harder it is to learn. So for us, I, I actually watched a whole video on this yesterday. So weird. Hmm. Yeah, so for us, languages like Japanese and uh, Mandarin... Uh, those, you know, Asian, Asian languages are harder for us to learn, ones with different... Um, the ones that don't use an alphabet. Yeah, don't use an alphabet or yeah. have different sounds that we don't use at all mm. um, are obviously harder for us to learn. But if, say, a French man wanted to learn English, it would be easier for him to learn English than it would be to learn Japanese. Mm. I think because it's closer it, to his language. I think it was French. I remember hearing someone say that French, the the grammar, is really tough. Uh, for, I learned French at school. How did you find that? The problem was I didn't like my teacher. Well, I mean that's the same in any subject, I suppose, isn't it? it yeah. That really crushes your enthusiasm. He made he made it like fun, I guess, but I didn't learn that much. But he was German and he was teaching French. So I don't know how much he actually liked the language himself. I mean, he must do if he's learned to speak it. But he was more like, German is better. You should learn German. <laughs> it's like, uh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but we don't have a choice, right? At school, we either had French lessons or German lessons. And the school was split into half. So half the school had German, half the school had French. But you didn't have a choice. So my friend moved to Germany when I was really young. And I really wanted to learn German. Mm. But I got French 
even though I, I like the language, it's like beautiful and sounds beautiful. I still didn't want to speak French because I wanted to learn German because of my friend moving there. And I wish that I did because I went to Germany a few times and I just didn't know what was going on because yeah. I had <laughs> learned French in school. So that, that would have been way more useful for you then, wouldn't it? To, I think to so. learn German. Yeah, definitely. And um, all her friends too. So when I went over, um, all her friends spoke German and didn't speak English, even though they have English lessons in class. Mm. So, yeah, that was a bit upsetting. I wish it was more enforced in our classrooms. Yeah. In the UK, I wish it was like, you have to learn a language. I wish I would have uh, carried on with the German because I was doing really well with it. Mm. Um, but I don't know. It's like, I don't know what it is with when uh, English people, they learn other languages, there's so much reluctance to do it. I, don't, yeah. I wish that wasn't the case because it, when you get older, and especially for us now, you know, we're living in a foreign country, um, you don't realise how useful that communication ability is yeah. until you're in the situation and you're like, oh, I can't say what I want to say mm-hmm. and... Do you know what I mean? It's it's very... Um... And at least if you learn one language, yeah. it would be less intimidating for you to like then learn another. And it's easier to, when you learn another language mm. to a decent level, learning another one, it's just, it, there's like a way of thinking, yeah. I think, where you have to, you have to learn that your, like the brain of your, I don't know, what would you call it? Your, your mother tongue. Mm. It has to be separated from the new language. You have yeah. to think in the other language, like, and that the whole culture, you have to think in that mind in order to be able to attain any kind of fluency, I think. Yeah, it's very difficult. I think um, I look at some of my friends here, uh, from friends like from Russia and italian friends and french friends and german friends like that all live in japan and they not only speak their own native language they also speak english and japanese and they all said that it was easier to learn japanese having learnt another language first because they i guess they're just more like if they've learned like english from a young age yeah then going on to learn a new language is not so intimidating. But for us, it's like we sort of do a little bit of whatever language in school, not really like forced or told how important it is. And then we leave and we're like, oh, I want to travel the world. And then you find a place where you want to speak that language and then it's like super intimidating. And you find that you're like in your late 20s trying to learn a new language. It's like... (laughs) So much harder to retain. Like, why didn't you teach me this when I was like four? It would have been so much better. Absolutely. And the... um, I think we feel a lot of pressure from peer pressure, you know, feeling foolish. Mm. making these unusual sounds that we're yeah. not used to hearing, doing that at a younger age um, or like teenage, it feels really, you're just reluctant to make the sound yeah, because you feel like it, you feel like an idiot, but, mm. you know, how else are you going to speak a language unless you start to form the sounds properly? Yeah, like if right. I think of myself learning Japanese from the same point that I was doing German, the same thing would have happened. I still would have felt really, probably even more so. Because it's it's even further away from our, you know, as a European language. 
um, Asian languages are just so different. It's funny because I might have already said this, but when I was um, maybe my first year of secondary school, so once at like 11 or 12 or something, I remember writing out, uh, you had to write this thing of what we think we're going to be like in 10 years or something. Mm. And one of the questions was, what language would you like to learn and what language wouldn't you like to learn? And on the wouldn't, like, what language would you hate to learn? I wrote Japanese. <laughs> it's so funny. I think I just thought, what is the hardest the, language? Yeah, what is the furthest from me? Yeah. And I wrote Japanese, having really no, know nothing about the language at all. Yeah. At that age, just thinking, that looks too hard. I'm not going to bother with that. And wrote Japanese. And then... It's just so funny that I ended up here. <laughs> I ended up speaking Japanese. Of all yeah, it's so funny. But um, I mean, there's no there's no doubt that Japanese as a language is considered one of the most difficult languages to learn. Um, but I don't know. I, I kind of feel like that's a perspective thing too, because you know it depends where your mindset is, isn't it? Really, like mm. if you're able to to detach yourself from what you um from what you know in your own language and then just like treat it you have to treat it differently you can't think in the same way it's difficult sometimes because you think well why would you say that when it's easier to say this or why don't you why don't you describe it this way first rather than that way you know and it's um it does get really complicated yeah it does and uh (laughs) Uh, there was like this example that you had to choose which was correct, but I can't remember what it was. I think it was like the dog jumped over the bush or the bush jumped over the dog or some, under the dog or something like that. <laughs> and and like my the kid I was teaching, she had to choose which one and she was like, but they're both the same. Right. Like she didn't get that the order of the sentence was like really important in English. I see. It might actually be really useful for not only for us, but also for people listening. If maybe every week we could just bring like a word or something that we'd learned in Japanese. Yeah, let's something. do that. Do you know what I mean? Let's do one now. Okay. What, 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 what word do you want to do? Well, let's do dog because we were talking about dogs. Okay. Dog is inu. Inu. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say the most popular dog here is a Shiba, which is really, really cute dog. Yeah. Although, I don't know, you don't like it, do you? Was it you that said you don't like it? Uh, I, th- I think the, like, the really common Japanese view is that they're really, they're super, like, cute. And I think they're kind of a bit stern looking, actually. They've got this, um, if they were a bigger dog, I think <laughs> they would look really imposing. Yeah, that's true. You know. But they stand smaller. quite proud and tall. I think it's their bum that's the cute thing. I like like big and fluffy, you mean? <laughs> yeah, because they they have like a caramel kind of coloured mm. fur, but then their bum is white and it kind of makes a heart shape, so it looks like butt cheeks. Ah, is that so. why they go? That that's why they think it's cute. I think it? so. It's kind of like a corgi too. Is the same, mm. but yeah. So a lot of people call that breed of dog Shiba Inu. So I've heard people say like, oh, I have a Shiba Inu. Right. But what they're saying is like, say if it was a collie, a breed of collie, you're saying collie dog. Yeah. My dog, my dog's breed is collie dog. 
but they don't know that Inu means dog. That's very true. So I've seen people in interviews and stuff like, oh, what dog do you have? It's like, oh, Shiba Inu. <laughs> yeah, like they always say Inu. It's like you're saying dog. Yeah. You can say Shiba. That's true. Anyway, so how was your week? It was fine. To be honest, this week's been very short and I don't know what happens, but whenever we have like a day off on mm-hmm. the Monday, the rest of the week seems to, it just feels really heavy. <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like you go, you're like led into a full sense of security. Like, I think so. Oh, I'm yeah. on holiday, and then, and then you get like more lessons or more work. Yeah, when you go right. back to work, so it's like not, it's not really. Well, you know the thing that happens when you um, you sleep for too long, mm. and then when you wake up, you feel like you've been hit by a train. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you just have way Definitely too much rest. Definitely had that this morning. Oh, me too. Yeah, I can't stay up late anymore. Mm-mm. It really affects me. I know, me too. But I'm quite excited at the moment, Jack. Why? Well, I just love this season. Like, right from autumn all the way through winter. I just love it. It's a good one, isn't it? Yeah, so I feel like it was yesterday that we were talking about Halloween. But now, like, Christmas is approaching us. And... I don't know what made me put my Christmas decorations up, but some people are like super against you putting your decorations up in November. And I kind of get it because, you know, it's a long time before. Yeah. And I don't know, but I just like it. I like, I'm looking at the tree now and it's all lit up and all the decorations on it. It just looks so cute. And I just like it. It makes me feel warm and cozy. And it hasn't snowed yet in our area. It's supposed to snow tonight, right? I believe so. Yeah, so that's just really exciting for me to wake up and we put the Christmas lights out and we'll look outside and it'll be all snowy and Christmassy. And yeah, I'm just, I'm quite excited about it. No, I think you're right. The um, So when you, you put them up and I came back home from work the one day, as soon as I saw the wreath on the door... Mm. Um, I was like filled with this <laughs> happiness and energy, you know, because there, there's something about Christmas that does that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's why I put them up because I was cleaning and I had I had time to do it. So I was going to clean anyway. And then I thought, actually, you know what? While I'm cleaning, instead of cleaning all these little ornaments, I'll just put them in a box and then get the other ones out. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up just putting them all up. And it really didn't take that long. And then um, we kept the tree so our friends could help us because we're not going to go home this year. We wanted to. And a lot of our friends also would definitely have gone home for Christmas. Mm. Um, But they're not able to either. So I left the tree and all the decorations for them to do. And when they got to ours, they were like (laughs) reluctantly like, oh, okay. And then I put Christmas music on and (laughs) we decorated the tree together. So, yeah. And I said to them, I was like, look, you'll remember this forever. Like, even though this is not the Christmas that you wanted Mm. um, and it's not really the one that any of us wanted, it's going to be okay. You know, you'll remember it forever because of of this, you know. Yeah, absolutely. You don't get a choice in this one. Help me decorate the tree. (laughs) And they're like, okay. You know, so it was like... um, kind of sad decorating of the tree but then also they were like telling me some of what things that they do at at christmas with their families and it was really nice i'll always remember that 
even though our tree is like literally half my size and took like two minutes to decorate. <laughs> well, it just goes to show though, the, the it doesn't necessarily matter, you know, we've got like a, I suppose, a handful of decorations that we can put around, uh, but it, it doesn't really matter. You know, you still feel like, I'm looking around looking at these decorations and it still makes me feel a very similar way to when I would see decorations at home. It's not, where the difference lies, I guess, is is with your family, you know. That's one of the main things. I mean, this year that's going to be the case for the vast majority of people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you make the best of a, the situation the way it is, don't you? Yeah. I've literally only just noticed that the two little mice who were stuck in the stockings. You yeah, only just saw them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't Aww. notice. They're like very, very cute. We have a girl and boy mouse, and I think they're us. Yeah. yeah and they're in too. our stockings. I didn't even think actually about doing a stocking this year. Normally. I still want a stocking. Well, I mean, I hadn't thought about it either, mm. to be perfectly honest. So. I love a stocking. Yeah, me too. I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be against one. I wouldn't be against one. No. How about you? No, I don't think so. But maybe it should be stuff that we like to eat or something. I think it should be. To be honest, that's kind of what stockings really should be, shouldn't it? Yeah, and like little tiny things, you know, like pencil or something. It's well, yeah. Like I always had like a pencil or a ruler or something in my stocking. Yeah, definitely. And like a little toy or, you know, one of those puzzle puzzle things <laughs> like a rubik's cube you mean? no well no not a rubik's cube oh you mean just like one like a christmas like a kind of yeah like something like that something thing. to keep us occupied because yeah. we woke up at like the crack of dawn that's true mm-hmm. like little cars or i don't know something i probably like won't that. buy you a car a little car why not <laughs> is that what you want <laughs> actually they do these cars here what are they called tom oh we're uh, tomica yeah. Oh my gosh. They are so cool. They are aren't they? Yeah, they and but they do they, they're like these little cars, but they do them with every character you can imagine. So you get like Mickey Mouse's car or something, Minnie Mouse's car. But then they also do like Avengers and stuff like that. We bought one for our, our nephew, didn't we? Um Yeah, we got like a, a Hulk. A Hulk. But it was in the form of a big truck yeah like an rv truck he loved it <laughs> he just didn't put it down did he yeah. but I, if so i think cute. of myself at that age if i received that gift i wouldn't have either like it was really there's something about mm. um particularly japanese toys too yeah. like they're so cool they're, they're really, really cool good. yeah they're very detailed as well and yeah and well made and yeah you know. it's, it's quite special i think like i would have loved that too they're like they have some really really cool ones they kind of sport for choice aren't they really with the amount of yeah. toys that they but those cars sell. are like they're quite expensive yeah i guess so like a toy car in the uk i don't think it would be well i don't know i know they can get quite expensive it depends what brand you're buying doesn't it, I, suppose. I think people collect these these ones as well because there's just so many that you can get they even do like trains and things like that don't they yeah and they do huge sets as well and um but yeah just one one alone is is a lot for a toy i guess and it's so small as well but yeah i would i would have loved that as a kid you you've got a couple of them haven't you you had it you had a star wars one yeah i got a star wars one and um i know i think that that's that's the only, one, the only one. I think I bought a Jack Skellington one. Yes, you did. But I already sent it home, I think. Got the I same with mine, it. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, sent them home. But they're, they're, yeah, they're really cool. And the, the type of cars that they are too, they're like, um, some of them are like vintage style cars. Yeah, and they're really, really, really cute, like classic, classic cars. Oh, I love them. I'd live to collect them all, but I know like, that's just terrible. Couldn't, I can't do that. I think if I, uh, I was able to collect half of the things that were possible too in Japan. Mm. God, I would need like a mansion to store them all in. There's so many different types of things that are possible to collect here. There is a lot of different things. You sort of have to limit yourself to one thing. Well, it's been the way we are too. Like we like collecting things too. So. Oh, I love collecting things. When I was a kid, I literally had a collection of dice, a collection oh, yeah. of rocks. I used to collect so much stuff. I used to collect... I like, have rocks too. I love rocks, like little rocks. Uh, nice, all these nice patterned ones, yeah. all shapes, smooth. I, I'm sure I had loads of little like uh, like semi-precious ones too. Yeah, that's cool. Just like amethyst. I don't know why I have these <laughs> things, honestly. Like some kind you know, of when you're a kid, you're like, this in, is like so some cool. kind of, I don't know, some kind of king or something. Do you ever think that when you were a kid, you used to find stuff like junk and you'd be like, this is going to be worth something one day. <laughs> and it's just yeah. like a piece of rubbish. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, like you'd find um, where I lived, there was a lot of fossils and um, I used to pick up loads of fossils from there and think that they would be worth something and they really weren't. Yeah. You just buy them in the gift shop for like £2. I always hoped to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got like, like 10 of them at home. like, oh, so rich money. No. Do you remember in <laughs> gift shops? They're still doing now, I know, because you see them, but they would always sell like... Uh, I don't know, like shark teeth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and they put them in those like really naff little plastic clear boxes. Yeah, or you can make your own necklace and put it inside. Yeah, that kind of thing. They do that with the, the gems as well. With the, the stones? Yeah, know? yeah. Uh, in okay. gift shops, they usually have one of those, like make your own whatever. Yeah. Oh, I fall for it every time. <laughs> I'm terrible. <laughs> I love a gift shop. Oh, my gosh. But it's funny because any time that we go to... Let's say, I don't know, where do we, like an aquarium or something. Yeah, or like a museum. Or... I can see in Jodie's face the thing that she's most excited about is the gift shop at I, the end. I love the gift shop. <laughs> God, I, I, I collect postcards. So usually I would say like 98% of the time <laughs> I get a postcard from the gift shop. And usually something small like um, like a sticker or a badge or something oh, it, just, it makes me so excited I just don't even and you know one of the things I used to love as a kid was when someone came back from holiday and they had like one of those little paper bags and they're like oh I went here and, and this is from the gift shop and I was like oh my god a gift shop gift I was so excited and then I'd open it and be one of those like friendship bracelets with a dolphin on I thought this is the best moment of my life thank you <laughs> or it'd be like do you remember those oh my god I'm getting so excited do you remember those um <laughs> do you remember those little um they were made out of like a walnut shell or something <gasps> I know exactly and you what you it mean and there's a bug inside and the legs the wobbly legs the wobbly legs oh my god <gasps> I had so many of those it's like I've been to the gift shop and uh, here you go and I was like oh my god Another one. I loved them. You know, I had one that used to scare me a little bit. Oh. It was really kind of creepy. The way, yeah. The, just the way it moved. Every time <laughs> I opened it, I'd open it really slowly. I was like, like it was going to jump at you. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. But it always, it weirded me out a little bit. Yeah, I know At the same mean. time. But mine was, uh, it had 
the texture was like in straight lines. Mm. Like this very unusual kind of, it looked more like a shell actually rather than a nut, I suppose. But it was wood. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like mine went back as well in lines. But okay. I thought it was supposed to be a shell. I mean a, a nut. It probably was. Maybe it wasn't, I don't know. Had a little magnet on it. A little yeah. clip. That reminds me of Polly Pockets. Yeah. Love Polly Pockets. I know, a... boys had the equivalent. They had like this little dinosaur one. Did you have that? I had, um, it wasn't a dinosaur one. It was something similar. It was... Action Man. Yeah, but like also not that. They're, I can't remember what it was. It was something like He-Man, but it wasn't He-Man because He-Man um, was kind of more... 80s. Uh, 80s, but it was it was like the natural progression from He-Man, whatever that was. Um, um, and they always, they probably still do now, I don't know, but I feel like that was very iconic to our childhood. You'd always story. have sets that were like massive things that were crushed down to really tiny sets, but the outside was always something like a... Yes. Like a like face a or a shoe or and whatever And inside be. would be a shoe shop. And inside would be a whole like world of yeah. wonder. Oh my God. I had these toys. What were they called? Um, oh my God. Oh my God. They were like, they were like little babies. Little babies? Yeah, they were little babies. They were bigger than Polly Pockets. Right. The, the, the actual doll that was inside. And it was exactly like that. Oh. I hope I've still got them, please, somewhere in the loft because I <laughs> I had such a big collection of them. What were they called? That's going to bug me so much. But it'd be like a book and then you'd open it and inside there'd be quite a large baby, about an inch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to a Polly Pocket, that's big. I suppose. And um, she'd be like, she'd have glasses and she'd be reading a book. Oh. And they were so cute. I had like an ice cream, I had a clock and uh, like a a pillow and there was like a baby asleep in there uh so many and then there was like i had this playground as well this big amusement park wow which yeah they yeah that was really cool so i loved fancy. that yeah and i had another one too which was like animals and i had this like big ben clock right. with all those little animals i loved miniature things yeah so did i actually mm. thinking of it now um i actually had a load of star wars ones I oh had, really that's cool yeah like there were so that the set itself would be like i don't know darth vader's head and then you would open it up it would be on a hinge at the back mm-hmm. and it would flap flap it would flip open <laughs> and inside you'd have like a scene from star wars and then yeah. you'd have really miniature versions of like luke that's and so cool. darth vader or whatever this this the uh the scenario was yeah but i had loads of them mm, that's cool yeah but some of them were really like like an inch and a half tall. They were yeah. really small little things, you know. It's a good idea because they're like portable. But I wonder right. if they still make those. They must do something I cannot like even it. tell you the amount of people I know that swallowed a Polly Pocket. My <laughs> friend. Like an she, epidemic. <laughs> yeah, my friend shoved one up her nose once and had to go to hospital to get really? it out. Yeah, because wow. it was that far up her nose. God. <laughs> you just turn around, your friend would have your Polly Pocket up your nose. You'd be like, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> take take Shelley out your nose or oh, whatever her name was gosh I always remember my um, I guess it was a toy I suppose it's more of an ornament though my granddad used to have this uh, I think it was from Austria and it was painted really nice on the front of a, a rectangular box mm. and on the top there was a little slider door and you would open it 
that a snake would shoot out. <laughs> like it was on it was on this uh, like cylindrical yeah, mechanism thing. So exactly when you pulled it back, it would like <clears throat> and it would mm. come out. But there were these razor sharp. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> metal pins. Really? That made up the, the snake's tongue. Wow. So when you pulled it back, this thing would like fire out and like stab you in the finger and then you'd be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. It was funny. brilliant. It was so good. They don't really make toys like that anymore. I hope you still got that. I would very much like to see that again. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. But here they have the weirdest toys. I guess and they do. Yeah. They have these, if you don't know, they have these machines called Gachapon or gachapon machines and it's just like imagine like a bubble gum machine to get a drawbreaker or something you just twist it and it and it comes out but it's a little capsule yeah. and inside is a small toy and they have them everywhere and there's like hundreds of them in one spot and there's all these little miniature toys sometimes of like characters you know but a lot of the time they're just really weird things like recently I've seen one which is really popular, which is the bus stop thing that you press on the bus stop. But like a pedestrian crossing thing? Yeah, like that. There's like a few in the set that you have to collect. So like, yeah, the pedestrian crossing one that you press. I'm oh, sorry, do you mean you mean on the, in the bus? Yeah, the there's that, that one as well. to stop the bus. Yeah, that one to stop the bus. <laughs> there's like buttons that you would see around a city. Yeah. And there's about six in the set. Yeah, there's, they have some... <laughs> Really strange. You would but think like, you look at a lot of them and think, who would want that? Mm, there's this whole series of like office women that are drunk <laughs> and like they've got like their head in a cone, you uh, know, like yeah. one of those um road work cone things. One of those, or they're like they're like upside down stuck in a toilet or something. <laughs> it's like but they're like office women, so they've got like high heels on and like pencil skirt. Right. These little miniature toys, like... Oh. I haven't seen them. That no, sounds, have you not? No, no. I thought that was, like, quite common. <laughs> there's, I've seen the one that I often see, which is, I suppose, like a weirder one. It's There's, there's animals that have really wide jaws. Yeah, huge jaws. They seem really common. They're so ugly, though. Yeah, they're not very uh, appealing on the vision. No. And then you get loads that are, like, food ones, but they're, like, miniature food. A lot, A lot of them, as well, are, like, miniature food of things that you actually eat here so i got one which was like um choco pie which is a bit like a wagon wheel if you ever had a wagon wheel yeah and i got one that's like a miniature of that and it's exactly the same like a perfect replica but like tiny the detail they put in those toys is i know <laughs> it's great because i know a comparison that you would get from like you know a really like a naff machine mm. in the uk or something but they would just give they'd put crap in there and they'd yeah. just be so rubbish like the a cracker toy out. exactly like a cracker toy but here there are actually things that you would display yeah or... and you could collect yeah yeah <laughs> yeah there are so many weird ones mm. and really they bring them design. out for the season too so they'll have like pokemon characters but they'll be in like christmas hats or something yeah and they do different um series of them each time so but they're really like heavy figures as well some of them yeah absolutely um and you can get like keychains or whatever i don't know some of them are useful they're like little bags or like something one of my favorite was like a mini pair of glasses oh yeah a really really small pair of glasses in a glasses case 
So cute. One of the ones that I had fairly recently was uh, they had a collection from The Ring, you know, the, the <laughs> horror film. And it was a little VHS videotape that you would open the top just in the same way you could pull out the, you know, what's it called? The film? The film mm. from the, the VHS. But that would be a sticker. Like, oh. like washi tape stuff. Oh, you know, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's actually a really clever design. So inside is it's actual washi- usable tape? Actual usable tape. Is it black? Yeah, it's black. And then it's got all the like the different Japanese kanji symbols wow, on there. I didn't know that. Yeah. So you can actually lift up the, the back the same way you You lift, lift up the back the same way you would a VHS tape. And wow. inside is a reel of tape that you can use for sticking on stuff. That's amazing, isn't it? It's pretty cool. Yeah, they have all sorts of stuff like that. Like, it actually works, but it's small. <laughs> it's <like laughs> yeah. miniature. Yeah. It makes me... Um, when, like, one of the most iconic things that we had uh, when we were younger mm. was Pokemon. Yeah. And the cards that came with that, you know, and that, like, wave of frenzy that followed... Mm-hmm. In his way, especially in the like in the UK, it was so popular. It's huge. Um, but now living in the place where it all came from and started, it gives you like flashbacks constantly. You know, <laughs> like yeah. from being in a playground where you literally you can sell this piece of card with a, a, like a nice picture on for I don't know five quid or something stupid like that. To now living in the country where it came from. And even so, the prices now are still, they're even higher than they were, obviously, because of some of the original stuff has gone up mm. so much. Um, it, it's just, it's kind of surreal. It is surreal. But I think living in the countryside has made me realise how much more than that Japan is. You know what I mean? Like, people are always like, oh, Japan is very technology forward. No, it's not, by the way. No, they don't They don't even use, like, card in store. You have to pretty much use cash all the time. Or you can use your, like, um, your, like, Pasmo card or, like, Oyster card, let's say. Yeah. But you can't use your, like, debit card in the shop. No, the use of... The way that we use... Uh, what do they call it in the UK? Is it chip and pin or something? Yeah. That thing where you just, like, boop it on the thing. But it's, like, not touch, is it? What do they call it? Uh, contactless contactless yeah that thing is unless you're in Tokyo Mm. that thing is not very common no Uh, and it's largely cash based so if you ever come to Japan you need yen (laughs) (laughs) don't just bring a piece of plastic and hope for the best it ain't gonna work especially if you're travelling around yeah that's right Um, so um, did you ever sell any of your Pokemon cards I most certainly did did you I was quite quite the trader Really? (laughs) What did you sell? I had some bloody many of them, that's why. Mm. Uh, The most I sold one for, I think, was about £15. Did you sell a Charizard or did you ever get a Charizard? I did. Did you? I did. But it wasn't quite the, like, it wasn't the top end one. Oh. It was, so you remember you used to get, like, uh, there would just be a standard version. Mm. There would be a first edition, which is what you wanted. That was like the bomb. Yeah. And second edition, which was still really good, but not... Did you not get a shiny one? Yeah, I got a shiny Charizard, Charizard, but it was second edition. Oh. Which, when I I got it, I was like, you know, going mental. Did did you sell it to somebody? 
I mean, I think I sold all my cards. Oh, man. So now I'm really gutted about it. Yeah. Because I think I could have made an absolute fortune. Wow, I, did I you have some, that many? I had some really, like, rare ones. I think my brother's still got his. I'll have to ask him. Is he? Maybe. I mean, you should get him to have a look at the value. Yeah. Some I've of them sell for Japan. an extreme amount. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. I saw... Funny. I've seen some in the, you know, they keep them in glass cabinets often where they sell them in Japan and mm. some of the rare ones, I mean, they're selling for like five grand. Yeah. You know, and it, I mean, that's that's actually, that's not even some of the top end stuff. That's no. just some of the rare ones that they have at the time. Yeah. Don't, I, can you imagine them. if you were the person that came up with that concept of the, I mean, what what would be the original form of that? Was it like baseball cards or something, I suppose? You know, like American know. baseball cards used to yeah. be a, a really popular thing where they would get collections and they, they could be worth a lot of money. Mm. I'm trying to think if we did anything like that before Pokemon. Not like, I don't remember I don't recall a card anything that was trading. like that. No. no. Not where you had a game and, you know, a whole like, franchise that was behind it and a TV yeah. show. I don't think that was... I feel like that was one of the earliest forms of that. Do they have it now still? The, what's that? Like, do they do that now, kids? Do they trade cards? Well, I mean, as as far as the UK goes, or America, I don't know, but in Japan, it's obviously still as, still as popular. But they, they have different systems, don't they? They've got like Yu-Gi-Oh! And Did you ever get them banned? Yeah. In your school? Yeah, loads of times. Put your poke, pokey doodies away. <laughs> Put your poke doodles down. Put the pokey cookie cards away. <laughs> it's hard to uh it's hard to stress just how popular that whole thing was. Everything got banned within like a month of it being popular, didn't it? Yeah, it really did. Do you remember those like Because um, I realised there was like a black market going on for it, you know? Well not just that, but like everything, every toy that came into the playground, it was like that shouldn't be here. Yeah. Take it away. Remember that the um that like rubber ball on a string oh yeah and it was like really sticky and you used to like throw it at the wall but then it the rubber string it would come back yeah and then a kid like got strangled by it apparently so then like all the schools in the country had to ban it i don't know what it was called though it's weird how those fads come and go in it yeah like all the time there was like there was little things like that i do wonder if kids now are as obsessed in the way that I remember feeling, and also my friends would feel, there, there was a like, there was this sensation that you were like, "I've got to have this thing," or do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, Where, I absolutely think that that's the case. Yeah, that's part of it being a kid, isn't it? It's like but everything now is so much more digital than it was. I don't think that really matters. If anything, I think that increases it. Yeah. Because now we can see things that are available in America or, you know, around the world, in Japan even. And people come here f- from these places to get all these anime figures and stuff like that that they've seen online. I suppose so. That they, they cannot get in their own country. Yeah. So if anything, I think it's like more so, but it's just harder to get the stuff that you want. That's very true. You know, there's a lot of like... Kids that are young, I think, watch YouTube now. And a lot of YouTubers are, you know, American. So mm. if you're, like, a kid in the UK watching 
big American YouTuber and he's got this new gadget and you want it. It's like, you know, I reckon that happens quite a lot. Right. Or they make something popular. I mean, yeah, I way. guess it's, I guess it, it can only be on a grand, more grand scale, can't it? Because mm. of the way that media is it just, it's like saturated everywhere, you know. Mm. So many kids now have got smartphones and they can see the internet and the latest stuff always. Yeah. The only thing I think is that maybe they have to not wait as long or they feel like they should have it right away. Yeah, but that, see, that kind of takes away the exclusivity of stuff, doesn't it? Mm, and the excitement too. Yeah, and also you've got a market which is so much bigger and there's so much more choice that maybe you just, if you were bombarded by so much more stuff than what we had access to um, or saw on a day-to-day basis, maybe you'd just be a bit numb to it after a while. Maybe it wouldn't mean quite as much. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's hard to say, isn't it? Um, it's a different perspective when you're an adult compared to a kid. But, yeah, I just remember as a kid there was some of these fads that would come and go. They were, they were like, consuming. Yeah. You know. And they made up such a massive part of your whole experience mm-hmm. of being a kid. But, um, but there we go. Um, I just, I found this really disturbing video that I kind of want to show you. Oh, okay. And... It reminded me of, it reminded me of the first time that I'd seen, you know, the film Alien. Yeah. So when John Hurt is sat at the, uh, at the table eating his food and all of a sudden he starts choking away (laughs) and this thing bursts out of his chest. That was the first time that, you know, many people had had seen anything that shocking before on screen. I want to show you that, but in the animal world. Oh. If I want to see it. I don't have to show you. I can describe no, it to I'll you. I'll see it. I'll see it. I'll see it. I'm just okay. scared. Okay, I'll show you. One second. What animal is it first, or does that ruin it? It's a praying mantis. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Why? Go does, on. Doesn't it eat the mate? No, no, no. Okay, okay. So, shall I give you the headline? No, I never see a praying mantis as a female. I always look at them and assume that they're male. That's a good point. I don't think I've ever done that either. It's they're, because they're, they're, just very, like, they're like. Aggressive. Are they aggressive? I don't know. I think they're quite cute. I think they're really territorial, yeah. And they're like know, a ladybug. I'm like, oh, look at the cute girly yeah. ladybug. But the the praying mantis, I've always thought was like... Because they've got big old claws and, you know, they just look a bit like... Ugh. Maybe. They look like they're ready to fight <laughs> all the time. I don't know. I think they look very gentle. They like walk very elegantly like a ballerina. Okay, you ready? Oh, I'm scared. There's no, uh, I don't think there's any sound or anything. Okay, well, just you have to explain it then. Okay. Um, I want to see it though. I know, but it hasn't started yet. Oh. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> <laughs> He's like holding the screen away from me. I'm like, well, I want to see it. So, oh, no. this is oh, the no. body of a praying mantis that has been discovered. But for some reason, there's something coming out of one end of it. Um, and it's like a long black tendril yeah like twigs yeah that's kind of and it's growing as well it's making its way out of the the body of this prey mantis there's like five little but as you can see it's like it's just spiraling out of control it looks like something from the sea so now there are three tendrils that have come out is that three oh my gosh and they're getting longer and longer and longer coming out of the body of this prey mantis 
And uh, why does he keep poking it like that? I don't know. I think I think the person is so shocked that this thing is moving that's coming out of the out of its body. So is it? It's cut off the head, hasn't it? It's in the head part. I believe so. Yeah. So it's got no head. No. The praying mantis, but it's obviously dead. But this, like, this. How long would you say those tentacles are? They look like they're about. They've got to be like seven inches, eight inches long. Yeah, and they're just like wiggling around. Yep. Wait, no, that was the whole video. That's the whole video. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. He didn't cut it open. No, no. That just said man cuts open alien. No, but I, we don't get to see what's inside. That was the end of the video. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not having that. So, you don't uh, get to see what's inside of it. That was that was all there was. It's just, they're just worms. So What does he mean? They're just, what, what do you mean they're just worms? The headline title is, Alien-like creature coming out of praying mantis is giving people nightmares. Um, I highly suggest you go and watch it, by the way. It's, it's horrifying. No, don't, because it didn't even show you what was inside it. I thought it was going to, because it said man cuts open, but it didn't even show you what was inside. That was, that was a bit of false advertising, I've got to say. How dare you? I know. What, what paper is it? Um, so this is from The Mirror. Well, thank you, The Mirror. How you dare least, you, Mirror. At least, like, actually showed it being cut open to see what was inside. So it says the video shows, uh, a video showing a horse hair worm leaving the body of a praying mantis. Um, apparently it's very common in things like crickets and grasshoppers and, uh, praying Praying mantai. <laughs> is that the plural of praying mantis? I don't know. I don't know. Um, oh, so it is literally just a worm. It is, a, yeah. There's nothing else to see other than uh, the worm. It's pretty disgusting. Ew, I just Googled it. So it's just a worm. There you is know no what head. it reminded me uh, of? Look at that one. Have you ever seen, um, oh, what was that film from the 80s? The Thing. John mm. Carpenter's The Thing. Oh, God, I can't look at that anymore. Jack. They used a lot of, like, animatronic stuff. And yeah. it was this thing that would... Uh, it would change itself to look like other things or it would consume things and then, like, to make it part of its I body. I don't think I remember that, no. What, Maybe. It, it looked just like some of the animatronics on that, the way the tendrils would move. Yeah, like it didn't look real. Really disturbing and mm -hmm. horrible. But, yeah, apparently they're very common. And often what happens is during the middle of its life, these things will just pop out and the creature will go and live in as like, you know, nothing nothing happened. But this thing had already died and then the worm decided How can you to... have a worm that big inside you and not know? It's it's mad. <laughs> <laughs> Pick your pardon. I just looked at Chuck like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you would you would know, like surely they'd be like, you know. Honestly, that would scare me so much. You know, like if you went oh, for a walk in the rainforest or something like that. Oh, yeah, because I do that every day. I'm saying <laughs> if. We're talking the hypothetical. If you went for a... No, if you went to swim in the uh, Amazon rainforest, I, think I, would, I would be so scared about getting like a, a tick or a parasite. I just, would never go for a swim in the Amazon rainforest. It's basically just asking to die, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> Something's going to get you. Oh, God, just the thought of something like that time. being inside. You're like... Whoa. Can it go in humans too? I don't see. I mean, you get tapeworms, can't you? You can get all kind of worms. Yeah. Imagine though, like a beetle that, like a little, two little beetles. One beetle's got this like a horsehair worm inside of it. <laughs> Imagine the other beetle being like, 
all right, Jean, you've put on a bit of weight, haven't you, this week? It's like, oh, yeah, Betty, I can't. I don't know what's going on. I've only had half a sandwich. That's... <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then suddenly she, he's like, are you all right, Jean? You look a bit, you look a bit ill. And she's like, you know, I don't go, oh! And then this, like, worm comes out. <laughs> oh, God. And then she's like, oh, God, that's better. And it's like, oh, gosh. I've been bloated all day. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. That's been bugging me for a week. <laughs> Can you imagine? I did. I had a look actually at some of the other kind of parasites that because they're huge as appear well. in the uh, in the natural world. There are the one that I've seen before is why? snails. Sometimes get infected with parasites. Can I just say why are you doing this to yourself? Morbid fascination, maybe. Oh my gosh! So this reminds me. Yesterday, I got up to go to the toilet. It was about five a.m. I just was not in the mood. So you know how usually I'm like, Jack, there's like a, a bug. Can you get it and save it? Put it outside. Don't kill it. Like yeah. you know, let's be nice to all the all the bugs. And um, but this morning, I was just no. I just wasn't not in the mood. Any of it. I was really tired. I was really cold. I went into the toilet and there was one of those jumping grasshopper. They're, they're black and they've got long legs and long these things antennas yeah and it was just jumping around everywhere so i just got the toilet um air freshener and i just literally bang right on top of it <laughs> you savage i know i was so <sighs> just having one of those mornings and then i felt guilty like after i woke up when i was actually of sound mind and i was like oh that was really mean of me i don't know why i did that see i feel like if i did that you would be not very happy. I mean, I might go, Junk, like that way that I do when I moan about something. But Maybe not at five in the morning. I don't know. <sighs> the thing is, you're trapped in there with it and they jump around everywhere. And I was like, I'm not having this. Not this morning. I'm I've got to say, their ability to jump is freakish. They can jump so high and fast. Mm. It's But like when you're trying to catch the things to uh, either spray them or just get them out. <laughs> spray them. They're really difficult to get... Uh, Did you get rid of that get hold mucaddy and those two grasshoppers down there? I'm pleased to tell you, I got rid of them yesterday. Thank you. They are gone. Although, what is it? You know when you pick up a, a bug? Yeah. Or a, a dead bug, as I they mean, were? I no, but yeah. Well, okay, I'll tell you this. <laughs> when you pick them up in tissue, there's something I that makes my stomach churn, mm. that when you can feel the body within the tissue that Ooh. you're holding. Oh, no. Oh, God, it's no. awful. Because yeah, you expect yeah. them to, like, come back to life and start moving. No, you have to get, like, enough tissue that you don't feel. I like. had a single thin, no, single ply. You're basically just picking it <laughs> up tissue. in your hand. Exactly. That's what it felt like. I don't get, though, like, when people eat bugs like that, when they're crunchy. Mm. Like, imagine pick, like, even picking it up with your fingers is gross. Yeah, imagine actually, like, in your mouth and you're like... <laughs> Yeah. Imagine that. I'm not I'm not about the um I've seen like barbecued spiders and stuff before too and they've just got bits of hair on them. So Excuse me, you yeah. said a few episodes ago that you would eat that. I would. I would. Okay, well this makes no sense. No, I was does talking it? about I was talking about the hair. The hair bothers me. That's that's what I meant. Um Talking but, of hair. Yes. Oh yeah? What do you think? New haircut? Are you asking them because they can't see it? No, I'm asking you. Oh, well, I cut it, so... Yeah, what do you think? I don't like it. Why? 
<laughs> That's why What's he asked wrong me. With it? That's why he asked me. I mean, no, you look great with any haircut. You know, you're a handsome. That's not true, lad. is it? If I if I like shaved all of half of my head off and then I left like the rest totally wild, that, that would not okay. look good. Let's just say this: you can suit many hairstyles. Okay, thank you. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> The only joy I had in cutting your hair this time was that I brushed his fringe forward and cut it straight across before I actually cut his fringe into like, you know, a zigzaggy, cool kind of fringe. Before I did that, I just brushed it down and cut it straight across like Lloyd Christmas. And honestly, it was the highlight of my year. But anyway, (laughs) so... (laughs) And then I took a picture and Jack had no idea what I was doing. It was very funny for me. But anyway... So Jack had Cruel. sort of long hair, just sort of every time he's like, can you cut my hair? Something came up. We've been very busy and it just didn't happen. So it just got to like a, a long, pretty long length. And I said to him, you should totally just keep it like that. It really suits you. Just like do one of those pushback styles, a bit longer. And it'd be nice for the winter and everything. And a long and, and refined style. Yeah, it? that's kind of cool. I think you're at an age where you can definitely pull that off and I think it would suit you a lot. So I somehow convinced him of this. It didn't take much convincing, so you must have been thinking about it anyway. And then he goes to school and some... <laughs> I don't know, you tell the story. Okay, so on the same day where you sort of... You said, "Oh, I think you should grow your hair." I was skeptical when I left the when I left the house. <laughs> but then, as I told oh, you before, <laughs> you have to say that bit before you. So went. I got to the office where I, I usually work, <laughs> and uh, there's a set of double glass doors that you know go open doors, and uh, just before they opened, I caught like my own reflection mm. in the in the glass, and because the wind was so strong that day, I'd it had blown my hair into like this just crazy shape and I'm like oh, frustrated and I pushed it back you know back over my scalp without thinking about <laughs> it and I, yeah I caught myself in the reflection I was like oh oh hello don't look, don't look off bad oh hello Jack very refined Jack hello Jack who are you so then I immediately text Jody I was like oh okay maybe maybe you got a point maybe oh give my it god a go. so he left the house like no no way and then within two minutes he texts me going yeah, maybe. I'm like, what? How, how have you changed your mind from here? <laughs> the wind <to> has spoken. <laughs> the wind has spoken. Anyway, long story short, the next day comes round and I'm sat at work and there's a group of staff members who are talking about me. And they're talking about my hair. In, yeah. And one woman turns to me and she goes, were you in this particular shop yesterday? I said, yes, I was. She said, I didn't think that was you. She said, <laughs> someone else told me that they saw you. And they said, you know, oh, there's Jack. And mm. she said, that doesn't look like Jack. That's not, that's not Jack. That's not him. Then another guy turns to me and he goes, what happened to your hair? Have you done something with your hair? <laughs> then the secretary like, starts talking about haircuts and stuff. I was just bombarded by this overwhelming feeling mm-hmm. that I looked like an absolute mess. Um, and I was always kind of... I was I was already thinking that I looked like a bit of a mushroom, like there was I had this mushroom effect going on with my hair because oh, it was getting so long. So cute though. 
And you see, this was Johnny's argument for keeping it because I looked like a cute little mushroom. He did look like well, a cute little mushroom. Cute big mushroom. I was like, oh, you look like Peter Pan or something, which and he didn't like. Therein, the deal was broken <laughs> because I don't want to look like a mushroom and I don't want to look like Peter oh, Pan either. Oh, but it's so cute. So that night, off. Yeah, I only it lasted a day of me convincing him to have this hairstyle. Now you've cut it, I'm, I'm really I'm glad you have because I just feel like... I don't. I feel £10 lighter. I don't. <laughs> I liked it long. Look, like I said to you, all mushrooms grow back. No, they don't. They do. Do they? If yeah. you pluck a mushroom out the ground, will it grow back? Yeah. That's how, that's how fungi... From the root. Reproduce. Well, maybe not from the root, but somewhere else another mushroom. But it'll be a new mushroom. It might not look the same. But that's great. You don't want the same mushroom to grow back, do you? Well, yeah, I like the mushroom hair. And it took so long to grow as well. What Uh, I'm going to have to do is just refuse your haircut again every single time. I'm sorry, Jack, I'm so busy, I can't do it. Yeah, that's true. Until, like, it's down to my knees. Then you'll be like, okay. Now let's let's style it. What are you going to do if I literally refuse? What would you do? If I just refused it for like three months. I'd, I don't know. I'd probably try and find a video or something. How to cut your own hair. <laughs> Would you like force my hand to cut your hair? Oh, I don't know what you I'd do. You will cut my hair. Oh, do you know what would be a really good idea? I shouldn't really tell you this, but this is what I would do. I'd like shave the side of it. Just like, and be like, now you have to cut it. Oh, why would you do that? That's not even achieving the object of letting my hair grow. No, if I was you and I like, I refuse oh. to cut your hair... You mean you, I'll just fall, like railroad you into having to finish it off. But the thing yeah, is, like but then what you could just go is, huh? Yeah, but then you'd have to and do it yourself and I'd have to watch you make a mess of it. I'd have to shave it all off and then you'd be, there'd be even less chance of the mushroom yeah. than what you had before. One time, Jack told me that he had number three. <laughs> 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 number three. All over his hair. Never, yes, 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 yes. So... He was like, oh, yeah, they start with number three. This is an inaccurate. And I was like, oh, okay. So I just just got number three and just right from the front of his hair went all the way back. And then I realised, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Where's your fringe? Where's your fringe? And he's like, don't cut my fringe. I was like, oh, I already did. So you look like like a thug or something for like three months to agree back. Absolutely. (laughs) That was one of my favourites. And, like, all my family were watching, too. It was very funny. It's funny. It's, hair changes your... <laughs> hair changes your look so much, doesn't it? Yeah. It's kind of shocking. Didn't you like it like that, though? Uh, yeah, like, you know what? You know when someone changes their hair and it's drastic? Mm. Initially, you're like, whoa, what happened to you? Whoa. <laughs> um, but within, I don't know, let's say you see it for two days on the trot. You don't even care anymore. Like you oh, just speak for yourself, Sonny. Why? Like if I get a haircut, I like it for the first day, and then every day after that, I hate it. You do change because, your mind very quickly about your hair because I just I don't I can't style it the same way that they do, and and then I'm and then after I wash it, it just goes into a meltdown. It just goes all <laughs> fluffy and frizzy, and it doesn't matter what I do with it, blow dryer anything. It's just. I just it's like look at it right now. It's just uncontrollable. <laughs> it's but wild. If, <laughs> if I took it, if I went to the hair salon, it would be nice. They'd make it all smooth and stuff. Actually, the last time I went, gosh, you made him right mess of it. Well, you said he was a bit more uh, gung ho with it, didn't you? Yeah, like totally. I I was I was so shocked. He didn't um, 
like curl it or blow dry it or anything well he must have blow dried it but then he just he just like put a load of like oily stuff on it and just left it it looked like i'd i'd put my head upside down (laughs) shook it like put loads of grease in it shook it really hard and then gone woof like that and just left it like i just looked like a lion like untamed don't you think it's funny how when you have a haircut you are you're at the mercy of a of a mood and personality. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like if the hairdresser you go to has had the worst day in the world, just a like terrible day mm. and they're in a rubbish mood mm. and then you sit in front of them and you're like, I'll have a short back and charge, please. And then they go to cut <laughs> your hair and they take their mood right out on your follicles. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you, <laughs> you are at the mercy of their hands. Do you feel like that I've done that with your hair at any point? I've probably cut your hair about 20 times now. You're very patient, I've got to say. Oh, thank and you. See, one thing I... I mean, I hate this so much, almost like, almost as much as I hate the sound of crunching cereal when people eat it. Um, I hate going to hairdressers. Really? Because I don't like the... What's it called when you're just Bunks. talking... No, not necessarily that. Just the small, uh, the small talk. Oh, small talk. Oh, it pains me to have to sit there and just talk about something you don't really want to talk about or pretend that you've just, you mm. know what I mean? You, when I would just rather sit there and just not say anything. I'd be quite happy to do that. To be fair, I've gone into a, a men's hairdressers before and the kind of conversations that go on, it's just so crude. <laughs> oh, she's great. She's got a great pair of tits. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's gosh. Then you go into a woman's, it's like, oh my gosh, I had my nails done yesterday and she made a right mess of it. <laughs> it's so different, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Did you watch EastEnders yesterday? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's I'm, like that. I'm not a fan of the, uh, of the awkward small talk. So anyway, <laughs> the point is when you're cutting my hair, it's, it's just, I can relax. And so you're very relaxed too. There's something I do with you that I would never do with anybody else. <laughs> I well. should hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> She's choking. She's choking. Um, anyway. <clears throat> um, when, you do, you, when you're doing someone's hair or someone's makeup or, you know, something, if you feel like you've messed it up or you feel like, mm, I'm not sure if that looks right or I'm not sure if that's okay, you don't say it. Don't you meant to like exude confidence, right? And your confidence bounces off the client, and they then they're like, Oh, yeah, you know, you're like, I think you should go a bit shorter. Say you like cut a bit in the back, too short. I think you should go a bit shorter, it really suit you. You don't go, you know, <gasps> wow, it looks so good. And then they're like, Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And you're like, oh, Thank God, because I've messed, I just literally <laughs> messed up. But with you, I, I, I'm not a hairdresser, by the way, but. But with Jack, I'll be like, oh, God, <laughs> took a right chunk out there. It's ruined. And I remember it's one ruined. time, <laughs> one time I literally had like the bare razor, but I didn't realise I forgot to put the other thing on. And I literally went straight in and went, and like took a chunk out of the back of his hair. <laughs> I was like, oh, God. And Jack was so annoyed at first. You were like, oh, Joe, oh, no, what am I going to do? Oh, God. I was like, oh, I've messed it up. And, but you would never do that usually with somebody. I I no. actively speak, I, like, speak out loud all my emotions when I'm cutting your hair. 
Yeah. I'm like, oh, that bit just doesn't want to work. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, this bit is just, you know, oh, I've got to cut this bit again. And just lie down, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> when I'm combing it or something. <laughs> Imagine if a hairdresser was that brutally honest. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, I'm pleased to say the last time you cut my hair, it was, you know. You always that say that, though. Happen. You always say, oh, I look great. I'm so happy it does. with it. You're really good at it. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, Joe, let's. <laughs> oh, are you laughing at? <laughs> let's end the podcast there. Um, <clears throat> thank you once again for tuning in to Our Weird Life. If you'd like to be a part of the Our Community, Twitty. Our Community Twitty, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Our Weird Life Pod and Facebook Our Weird Life Podcast. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Castbox, Deezer, all places like that. Any final thoughts, Joe? Um, Do you want to say something profound like you did last week? If you want to have mushroom hair, yeah. don't let people tell you that that's not okay or that you don't look like yourself. Forget it, mate. You have the mushroom hair, okay? And on that note, folks... <laughs> <laughs> We'll leave you and we'll see you again next week, next Sunday, for another exciting episode. Have a great week. Goodbye. Bye.